G'day Sports by Fry fans, thank you for tuning in to another Fry's Fast Five. I am back here covering a few different topics. Uh, first things first, the noise you can hear in the background is our beautiful projector firing March Madness. I have been glued into that this morning and probably will be for most of the weekend. Uh, North Carolina were the first number one seed to lose this tourney. They just lost to Auburn in pretty emphatic fashion. But I'm now watching Duke. Hopefully uh, RJ and the boys and Zion can get the job done because uh, I tipped them to make the final, the national championship game. Um, I'm diving into a lot of these games in the Sweet 16 and in the Elite 8 moving forward because outside of guys like Zion and RJ and Ja Morant, they're probably the pretty consensus top three. You might make the argument for someone to leapfrog RJ Barrett, and uh, I think Zion and Ja are pretty clear number two. It will depend a little bit on what team drafts in these spots, but those three players are a little bit of a level above the rest of the field, and... Being dubbed one of the weaker drafts in recent memory, I'm very interested to see how some of these guys 4 through 14 could fall into the lottery. I am going to be doing an NBA mock draft probably uh, next week, maybe over the weekend. I'll see how I go. But yeah, I'm going to dive in. I don't like to do my uh, mock drafts until the season, the NBA season that is, is fully finished. So we have a bit of an idea as to where teams are locked in. And similar with the college season, that's still going for a while. But I'll churn out all that. If you missed it, J-Lo and I did a pretty bumper episode on the NBA uh, talking about projected playoff matchups, um, all NBA teams, a few other bits and pieces. We're probably going to do that pretty semi-regularly. Going to try to do it weekly, but J-Lo likes to offer a little bit of outside-the-box thinking for AFL Fantasy, which is definitely an addition that uh, is good for fantasy coaches. Uh, something that was not good for fantasy coaches, J-Lo and myself included, was Isaac Heaney last night. I took to Twitter to uh, vent my frustration, but <clears throat> a lot of people are talking Heaney straight out of the team. But it's worth pointing out, uh, I will be doing that for the record, but it's worth pointing out in his post-game press conference, uh, Horse Longmire did say that Isaac Heaney carried an ankle injury into the game, and that was the reason that he was playing a little bit more forward than they would have liked, but... Yeah, he, the week before, he only played he played less than 50% midfield time, and he just hasn't seemed to take that natural leap that we thought he might have in his, I think, fourth season. So I know he might be good for 90s, and he probably still will be a top six forward, but it's time for me to get my thinking cap on, I think. You can't have 50s in your forward line from your premium. Sorry, Isaac Heaney, but time to go. Uh, one player who I could trade in is Tim Kelly, but... I don't have a lot of money to kind of workshop that, so I might bring in someone like Nick Newman. And I think that game, the Carlton-Port Adelaide game, is the pick of the games this week, um, from a fantasy perspective anyway. And the large reason for that is because of Tom Rockliffe. Now, a lot of people traded him in. Some people didn't. I think his ownership went up 15 to 20%, so it's still in the 30s. So some people are a little bit scared. Uh, have a little bit of scepticism over how Rocky can do when Ollie Wines comes back into the side. I don't think that Rocky will be the one pushed out of the middle, but we could definitely see his midfield time go down a bit. Um, something that I tend to think of when I'm doing tra trades with my premiums is, will this player be in the mix, or at least at least be in the mix, or will they be a top six, eight, six, depending on your line, player in that position? And I think Rocky definitely has the ceiling to be a top eight midfielder, so... That's my thinking behind bringing Rocky in. I was one of the, however you say it, lucky coaches who had an easy trade to make because I started with Dustin Martin. So my trades were locked in before lockout on Thursday night. I traded Dusty out 
and brought in Rockliffe. And then from that, I went Noah Bolter to Matthew Parker. So Matthew Parker now is probably the last rookie that I needed to get. I talked all the rookies on the Dream Team Talk site, so you can check that out um, and did a round one recap. I'm going to do that again next Wednesday for round two. Um, but I think round two, usually history has shown, or from before round three, I should say, has shown that that's when we need to nail these rookie picks. So I've got a lot um, in my bench that I'm happy with. I've got the right ones, in inverted commas, on field. So I'm pretty happy with how my team's looking. Haven't got off to a flyer, but the premiums I've invested in, with the exception of Isaac, uh, have been fine. They've been good, um, and they're still not losing a hell of a lot of value. They're getting me 100s in the midfield, so I can't be unhappy with that. So... Watch this space, we'll see how the rest of my weekend pans out. But yeah, Friday night did not get off to a good start, thanks to Isaac Heaney. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Time for me to get back to watching Zion dunk on poor white teenagers. Until next time, peace. <laughs>